We in the house. We both in the house now. The two of us. We in the house. Got my notes. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Are we recording? we are welcome um it is nice to be here it's nice to have you here this is people have color Mm. a podcast Mm. by corinne mills that's me your host all right all right with a very special extra special guest with me today honored to be here my esteemed guest tavy fields thank you tavy welcome to the mic people that have color the people with color. The people with color. I like it a lot. Um, you know, the the trick in there is it's all people. <laughs> it's everybody. I like that. Surprise, it's everybody. I, I dig it. I dig it. So um, there is no particular target audience here. Well, you find out if you're the target. You'll find out if you're Boom. not the audience Boom. real quick because we're talking about people and color. Uh-huh. People and color. Mm. It's another alternate title. Hmm. Might be intimidating. <laughs> if so, turn away now. Turn away. Turn away if it's not for you. Turn in, turn towards if it is. Oh, boy. There's so much to talk about with um, people and color. Yeah, well, that's why I brought you here, because I know you have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. In 30 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. We can do it. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for joining me here on this evening. Uh, this week of, last week of August, 2019. Oh, Jesus. Wow, way turns to phrase out, it. Turns out, Labor Day's coming up. Dude, do you think I haven't felt it? <laughs> um, you sound like you just felt it for the first time. I feel like I just need to let anybody who's listening know... Um, right now I'm in fall clothes <laughs> and Corinne pointed it out and I let her know that's right. Re- that's right. That's damn right. Have y'all oh, felt the weather? Right. Anybody in right. New York city in the last like couple of days? I've been traveling, but I have noticed a, um, a breeze yeah. everywhere I've been. Yeah, absolutely. And I in saw August. some stupid headline today that said the, the world almanac people or something like that done said, we in for a cold polar coaster is what they're calling it. <laughs> the, po- the polar coaster. The polar coaster. Is, is upon us. This winter. Mm-hmm. I like to uh, name the context and I'd just like to name the fact that we're just laughing and joking about climate change. <laughs> From the comfort. We going to die. Hootie <laughs> <laughs> hoo. From the comfort of a living room situation. Yeah. Yeah. In our fall clothes. Yes. Yes. On our microphones. Absolutely. Yeah. As we just joke and lollygag about climate change, about the rainforest burning. Is that not the only way to get through it all? (laughs) I feel like if we weren't here in your living room laughing about it, um... I'm scared to think of the other options. What else we'd be doing? Yeah. Well, we do those things when we're not on the microphone. <laughs> it's true. It's true. This is a safe He's bet. Sad. This is a safe bet here. Yeah. Yeah. This is a safe space. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So thank you for joining me, Tavi. Thank you for having me, Corinne. On this evening to record. Mm-hmm. While we talk about the world burning, literally the rainforest burning as we speak. I mean. And all the terrible things. <laughs> Jesus. Here we go. Here yes. we go. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Fun stuff. So the whole point of the show is to reframe things all for right. ourselves, to consider um, alternatives, to move towards the progressive future where mm. it might actually be possible to save save ourselves mm. from all the things that feel like we haven't solved them in 400 years. Mm. Hashtag 1619 Project. Have you Ooh. heard of this? So somebody just forwarded me a New York Times um thing about it um Mm -hmm. that i have not read yet Mm -hmm. but i am very aware of the context i just ordered the hard copy (laughs) i ordered the hard copy uh to be delivered because i couldn't get it on the street because i didn't know about it until the day of i didn't try to go out and buy it until the evening of Mm -hmm. and then i couldn't buy it got you like the popeye's chicken sandwich You know that you know it's, it is sold out. The, the website says sold out. I just like I, not that I've been to the website, but somehow I was today. just in Popeyes tonight. I will give you firsthand proof. Oh, um, well, I didn't order from Popeyes. This it was, is the it was Burger a joint King Popeyes, Popeyes Burger King. Exactly, you've seen it. Exactly, and they definitely got the "We'll be back" chicken sandwiches posters up in that spot to let don't people know fret. yeah come back don't stand on this line and then while out when you get to the register because it ain't no more yeah. of those joints don't attack us because yeah. we don't got it but we will have it please come back yeah i also saw that um i don't know what the rapper is one of these young rappers uh, um selling the joints for a thousand dollars each right now soldier boy <laughs> i think so <laughs> Stop. I think so. Stop. Oh my god! I can't. I don't even want to verify this. I said Soldier Boy as a joke because Soldier Boy always trying to sell somebody else's shit. Like he's the only one that has it. I could be wrong. Stop. I could be. That sounds like a meme. Soldier Boy yo. out here selling. Oh God. Sandwiches. What I do know is that somebody is trying to capitalize on having um the goods while they're sold out. Over here, Google is soldier boy chicken sandwiches. Uh, no. Who has it? No, uh, that's not real. Was it even? All right. Forget it. It's not real. Okay. Okay. Good. Nope. Quavo. Oh, he oh, jokes. Oh, Quavo. Quavo selling Popeyes. It was Quavo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a joke. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's so a flip we, side. We got to the all right, of that. all right. Yeah. So anyway, I was saying about reframing things for people, and you know, trying to distill the main idea, mm-hmm. so that we can move forward and not have the same mm-hmm. discussion over and over again. And also, you know, talk reach people and connect and have dialogues around real things that we don't have to keep starting from scratch on Word. with people who are there w- with me Word. like you Word. and like hopefully this audience who wants to talk about things uh, starting from the next step not starting from explaining the basics to people who w- won't learn got you well i appreciate this forum I think we need more. Yeah, right? Yes. To consider why we might be stuck. Yes. 
so that we can move forward if there's any hope at all. I feel like the fact that you even have a forum to try to get unstuck mm -hmm. is already solution oriented. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. So that said, let's just jump into segment one because mm -hmm. then we'll get into all your business as mm -hmm. we talk to about every topic. Right. Mm hmm. Um, and that is real world examples. Or That's the part where we talk about current events as real world examples of just the recurring stuff. Okay. <laughs> the stuff that keeps coming up like inequality, mm -hmm. justice, injustice, mm -hmm. joy, mm -hmm. survival, yes. thriving. Yes. And all the sort of things that are keep coming up for me is like actually the most important things on earth that run through everything all gotcha. the time. So it sounds like all night long we'll be talking about Popeye's chicken sandwiches. <laughs> so we started <laughs> with Popeye's chicken <laughs> first, just to talk about, you know, just to get real relevant with justice. Because, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. we didn't even name its competitors because Popeye's is the winner of that. Popeye's chicken sandwich challenge which I think the challenge was to introduce their new chicken sandwich to the world so mm -hmm. they <laughs> did win that yes and I just wanted to talk about the VMAs which just happened mm -hmm. where Missy Elliott finally got her Vanguard award mm -hmm. neither of us watched the show we're w well past the target audience yes uh, <laughs> but <laughs> you know so we probably won't watch it at all right I might watch, watch some Missy's clips. performance. We watched some clips. Sure. And I already watched Missy's okay. performance. Okay. And we're here to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, the VMAs was the Missy Elliott Vanguard Award show mm -hmm. um, from my interest level. And I just wanted to mention it because it was kind of a big deal, her getting that award, uh, which, you know, seems like it was way overdue for her. Mm -hmm. And I actually have thought that of for a long time, too. I was very grateful to hear that pointed out uh, in the mainstream. And it seems like it swelled from the reed and Kid Fury and Crystals tooting her horn for a long time. Hmm. But I also had thought that for so long. Like I remember a year ago listening to them talk about it and thinking, "Yeah, you're damn right." I've been think I've been thinking that for a long time as well, as well about Buster Rhymes, who is a dirtbag. Hmm. Sorry to say the first thing about Buster Rhymes, besides classic music and classic genre bending videos. Right throughout his career right certainly deserving of the video vanguard award if you're really looking at stats right that's way overdue that he'll probably never get because it's so far overdue it's not relevant anymore absolutely i am curious where the dirt bag i sorry that's a very personal opinion but it, he's one of these guys who revealed himself to me in the late 90s early aughts like he showed you his dick I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was really thinking about What's that. What's the policy or curse it? What's the policy or this? Give it. Give it all. Okay. This okay. is an adult show. Okay. Don't hold back. Don't censor yourself. Okay. We, we're trying to get to the bottom of things. Here we go. So someone, I when I was in college, I heard about a performance he gave at Cornell that was really like an X-rated performance, right? Which is not an uncommon thing in hip hop shows, but it's just like shocked me mm -hmm. to, to hear about his behavior at that college and like you know trying to get with these college age girls when he was well above the age and being gross about it mm -hmm. and anyway that's a hearsay story but that perked my eyes up to him and so maybe I should tell you this part about being a dirtbag I don't really have any proof <laughs> but I remember very much getting the sense of 
and throughout his career after that it was like my eyes were open to him and so I could see him being just like a rock star who was not considering the people around him I don't know all of his stories I just remember realizing that oh I love his music but he doesn't give a shit about me as his female audience I think, yeah, <laughs> that's one of the things that I think a lot of us women have had to um, come to terms with, yeah. with our favorite musical artists, yeah. that the person behind the music um, is definitely not on our side. Yeah, and I don't even want to go all the way there because I, I truly, I can't remember all the details, but he, and I know he's one of many, like I had this, I've had this experience with everybody, like mm-hmm. we could go do a whole show about Dirtbag the disillusionment of of hip-hop and like also still being a fan like mm-hmm. how deep that is right because that actually affects so many things and it'll probably come up later in the show mm-hmm. if we keep talking mm-hmm. <laughs> because basically i say all that to say his video uh whatever you call it of his video catalog is worthy of that award as well as missy right and i've also thought that about usher mm. and i bet you, like i bet you not even that usher's videos are so great but usher's body of work is so great you're gonna give that award to justin timberlake mm. and not even consider giving it to usher um i think what i come up against with these issues is more so not that these people aren't recognizing who we find value in mm-hmm. um is that these um, forums, these award shows, hold so much power in determining um, who we validate. Yeah. And I feel like I really don't give a damn if the VMAs, you know, awards these people. I think the bigger issue is that it goes along with there being too little opportunities for people to be awarded because there's one VMAs, there's one Grammys, Mm -hmm. there's one, and there's these very small groups of people who have been running this thing for so long that are not black, that are not young, that are not just like old fuddy-duddy academies, like the Grammys, which is, uh, to me, is the worst of the worst. I don't follow the Tonys, so I can't speak on it. Word. The Emmys suck, too. Sorry. (laughs) It's it's all of them. I haven't. I I don't even watch the Emmys because it mostly sucks and Mm -hmm. I never catch it and I don't care if I miss it. Right. Um, But I do watch the Grammys and the Oscars. I do love both of those. The Oscars has no peer, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. in in terms of my fandom. Um, But I watch the Grammys because I love music and musicians. Right. And it sucks every year. I know. Like, in terms of the awards, in terms of who wins the awards. Right. Sometimes it's exciting and many times, several times a year, every year, it's a terrible decision. It feels like a terrible decision. Mm-hmm. And I just, it just reeks to me of just so far out of touch, getting further out of touch. I mean, not getting better at figuring out how to award and reward. And we the breadth of talent that exists and how absurd it is to be trying. That's what I, that's, that's my point. I feel like instead of continuing to be mad every year yeah. that it sucks, when are artists in the music industry going to create another award show that doesn't go along with the same criteria that we keep getting disappointed about every year after year? I feel like, you know, 
bet it's, they're out there. They just like need need to build steam. I'm not saying floundering. it's easy. I have no idea what it even takes to you know make up an award show. But yeah. what I do know is that the BET Awards didn't exist like 20 years ago. That's so true. The you BET know what I'm Awards saying? The, the VMAs just is a, a new award show, yeah. like the BET Awards as well. So we can create these award shows that create lanes that don't exist at other award shows. And I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing like with, you know, our politics, our government. Sometimes I get frustrated that we have these expectations that have never been met. Nobody has even implied that they want to meet them. But instead of somehow, some way, grabbing the responsibility, you know, in a people-oriented way, we keep putting our hopes and dreams into um, these forums, these organizations, these places, these people that have never shown us that they give a damn about catering to us. Yeah, well, that's true, but I, I also think, like, we share these bodies. Like, part of what is interesting to me about them is that they're these shared central... American institutions that we give our like that we like give the power and authority that they have to Mm -hmm. and we choose them and so that is why I feel I still feel a stake in how well they represent us Mm -hmm. and do believe that they can improve like I know that the Oscars went through it or has been going through it ever since the Oscars so white campaign Mm -hmm. to try to do better just at least to appear to be doing better even if they don't quite get it and because of that, we had this Oscars last year that was very special um, in terms of who is up for awards, mm-hmm. even though they still made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> of course. Um, but, you know, that was the part that always felt inevitable. So uh, anyway, I'm interested in, in these institutions making progress because we do share them. And my reframe for that is that they have always looked a certain way, but there's no reason they always will look that way there literally is no reason so the change can come in, in a rush and I, and I and i'm i i get excited about the prospect of that and what that will look like i like that hopeful view i feel like um again it reminds me of government and politics where you know sometimes i feel like i just choose to not participate in things yeah but no judgment to people who are working hard within the thing to try to change it. I feel like we need all of us. Yeah, I feel like the people that are just like, you know what, this system doesn't work. I'm going to be working on building a better system. I think that's valid. And I think the people that are just like, you know what, this system is broken, but it doesn't have to be broken forever. And I'm going to try to do what I can to fix it. Mm-hmm. I respect that too. And I don't think there's any right or wrong way. Just from my standing, I get too frustrated with these systems and these organizations in a way that I'm tired of putting hope and faith into them in ways that, um, again, I've gotten no indication they're on board with the changes that I want to see. You know what I'm saying? Even if they make little efforts year after year, I feel like they're so behind. And um, I would prefer if we just didn't leave it up to them to give us That's my point, is a hybrid of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. It's the leaving it up to them is what I mean. That can change. The they, the they-ness, the otherness of it doesn't have to be. Word. It's called the American Academy Mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. 
that means it's not actually owned by anybody who has more power than you. Right. Not literally. It's run that way because we live in a historically white male system. Mm -hmm. It's run a certain way. But that's not the rules. That's not literally the rules. Like the, the, there are, and and the and the rules that are in practice to operate that way are illegitimate. Mm-hmm. If it's based, this is the real world example to me. This is the lesson: is okay. that if it's ba- of, of equality here, if it's based in inequality, yeah. it's in, it's invalid. Huh. It's not. It can't stand up, and huh. it doesn't have to stand up. And I can't. I'm not forced to respect it as Got such. You. I like that. So what does the legitimate version look like? The legitimate version I am entitled to mm-hmm. with equal ac- with equal access. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? What could it possibly be? That's very exciting to me because there are people close enough to it and invested enough in it that they could become that and, and tell me and design it for me. And they might look more like me Word. and represent me or, or whatever. Word. And that's always possible. That's my point. Absolutely. I think that's possible for sure. And I think, again, I give praises to the people who have the patience um, and the motivation to yeah. actually work the within the system. World. Exactly. To change it. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, again, I think that it takes so many of us with you know all of our different agendas um to actually make um a world that winds up being something that we all can enjoy like a black lady sketch show i still have not (laughs) seen this joint oh yeah well i'm not watching oh oh god i gotta see it i gotta see it i gotta see it i I have nothing to say about it because i haven't seen it I, I just bring that up to say, for example, mm-hmm. like I'm still rooting for that show. I am interested in watching it strictly because I'm a black woman. Right. Like not strictly, right. but largely. Right. Like 90 percent. And I find that to be valid. Mm-hmm. That alone to me is valid. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because, you know, I am a discerning audience and I know it's done at a high level and nothing else ex- like it exists. Like it ex- only exists because it can be done at this level. Word. Um, and that makes me curious about it. I mean, I and I'm curious about black women uh, in positions of culture. See, this is what I'm talking about with the black girl sketch show. What gets me excited about that is that it's an example of, um, like, I feel like what I'm talking about instead of waiting for SNL to fucking, hire more black people yeah and figure out how to write for black women you know what i'm saying you create your own shit Mm -hmm. and so i feel like that's where i'm coming from with all of this like hope and faith that we have for other people to finally cater to us i feel like that's valid and i also feel like it's valid for people to say i'm not fucking waiting for (laughs) y'all yep you know what i'm saying yes i'm over here with mine precisely to me that's the reframe is like not just yes you have the power because yes, you do have the power. That's the to me is the is the starting point is mm-hmm. recognize in a world where we are all equals, mm-hmm. which it to, which is reality. Right. It's the matrix to believe that we're not all equals. Mm-hmm. Reality is that we are. Mm-hmm. When you just said that you have the power, what were you just referring to? 
the people who to, are in power. To, the to, power the power to make your own choice, to design your own path, okay. to create the thing, lead the thing, be a part of the thing okay. that serves you mm-hmm. and not wait. Mm-hmm. To give yourself permission to take the space, whatever it is. To exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To thrive. Got you, yes. To not merely survive. Yes. Yes, you can. you have that power. And everything that blocks you from it is illegitimate, whether we agree that it exists or not. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, you don't just have that power to create something new. You have that power to transform where you are, to walk into a space as other than what you believe everyone else expects of you in that space Mm -hmm. and what the limits of that space are. You don't have to buy a limit that you know is illegitimate and invalid and doesn't quite exist except in everyone's mind. Right. We don't have to obey it if it only exists in our minds. Right. And and it is illegitimate. Right. I totally agree. So that's that's to me is like the n- the next piece of you can go your own way. Now talking about going our own way, I would like to talk about the way of the young people. Yes, let's do it. Because I want to support going your own way and doing your own thing and, you know. Blazing a trail. Yes. Not just blazing a trail, but building and just having enough. Yes. Yeah, keep going. So before we hit record, people, on this podcast that... um, We're recording right now. Right. Um, we did a little viewing of Normani. Mm-hmm. Normani's new video. Normani's new video. What's the title? Motivation. Motivation. Um, I had trending. heard yes about this because it is trending. Yeah, and um, she just performed it also on the VMAs. Got you, mm-hmm. which I did not see. And so this has just been a name um, that I saw in an article. Yeah, a young woman mm-hmm. o- emerging. Mm-hmm. On the come up. Yep. And I heard a lot of great, like, what, I can't say I heard. Praise. Yeah, what looked like the trending posts in my news feed about it was, you know, a lot of accolades. People were saying how she brought, you know, this back and that. Anyway, in viewing it, as much as I want to praise her for being absolutely a shining star um it's clear that she can demand our attention because she is a good entertainer Mm -hmm. i just want us to be conscious about how we choose to entertain Mm -hmm. and it was very jarring to me to see what starts out as obviously a young girl watching TV. Mm-hmm. Who's her, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like her younger self. Right, yeah. exactly. And this younger self girl, when she starts dancing, I'm enamored inside. Mm-hmm. I'm smiling. Mm-hmm. It quickly transforms to her now, you know, as, on the TV yes, screen. A young as woman. The, exactly. And the theme is still framed as young. It's mm-hmm. playground fence scenes. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of young shit, hyper sexualized. It yeah. is. Well, she's twenty three. I feel you. I feel you. 
And if it was an adult themed video, mm -hmm. I might not feel the same way about it mm -hmm. because we had all of these young scenarios. Again, we're representing youth yeah, and we're having a strip show <laughs> with a bunch of young people mm -hmm. at the playground. I, I have to say, can we pause on that for a second and reflect? Okay. I don't think that we've done a good job at telling our young people that they're valuable. That's why Missy's the shit. I don't think we've done a good job at telling our young people that they're valuable outside of their sexuality. Mm. And, um, you know, this reminds me of our Rihanna podcast because I'm a Rihanna <laughs> fan. I'm a big Rihanna fan. Now you're throwing it back. You know, I got that Missy song stuck in my head. Throw it back. Yeah. Have you heard it? No, I haven't heard it yet. Mm. That's her new shit, right? Yeah, and there's a video. Word, word. Um, you're really throwing it back. Because that video talks about how, you know, Missy's like, I did it first. Word. <laughs> and with Missy, I feel like her sexuality was, I mean, Missy was doing things that I feel like it wasn't void of sexuality. But it also wasn't the theme mm -hmm. and the thing that hooked us in. Mm -hmm. Her entertainment was diverse. And I feel like I get scared. It's true. But she was also never a sex symbol. Never. Like, sure. She came out with Aaliyah. Like Aaliyah was part of her team. Right. Um, her crew. Or came up with rather. And Aaliyah always was a sex symbol. Absolutely. It's just a different image But from guess Jump. what? Aaliyah was also a sex symbol. But... I feel like, you know, there's a difference between because I'm I'm not on the don't show your sexy. I'm yeah. not on that at all. Show yeah. your sexy. But when that's the only thing that um I'm being given, especially when the scenarios that they're performed in again represent youth, I have a problem with it, especially with young black people. I think we need to do a better job as a community to just check, question, be curious about, inquire about what is making these young people feel validated. And if you look at, you know, Instagram right now, I feel like all of the women that are trending on Instagram mm -hmm. are trending because their sexuality is on the table um, for us to consume. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a, a dangerous message for young people to think that that's the way to get validated. Talk me through the danger mm -hmm. because my defense instinct around mm -hmm. what you're saying is sex is real. Mm -hmm. There is something about the body and bodily expression mm -hmm. that is very black mm -hmm. and joyous and celebratory mm -hmm. and, and fine. Mm -hmm. And has its place. Absolutely. And I would say that Normani does have other singles, but but I'm I'm also like considering from your point, which I'm wondering if I am missing some of it, that beyond the fact that she has other sounds that are not just all about ass popping, if this will be the rocket to success because it is ass popping. Mm -hmm. And if that's part of your point, that the like the sexuality becomes priority one becomes too big mm -hmm. so I'm, so that's why i'm asking you to tell me about the danger i think the danger is in the context if we were in africa mm -hmm. and this video came out i might feel different if we were in the caribbean 
and this video came out, mm -hmm. I might feel different. Everybody who's consuming it is not exoticizing this person. You okay, know what I'm so saying? So in America, is, the danger is the external gaze. That's that's what I was saying with Rihanna, too. Okay. If her being an American artist, mm -hmm. because this is going into the American youths. I don't even know how to articulate Just it. Just like the mix in the mix. Right. Our country has a history, a very brutal history of um, exoticizing, sexualizing our black bodies. Mm -hmm in ways that I feel like have been detrimental to our communities. Yeah. And so when I see that this is how we're being informed, encouraged to get validated, that makes me, again, think, hey, maybe we need a pause. Especially if this was Normani and she's the only artist out here doing that, go yeah. Normani. But this is every this is the black woman the quo. on TV who's entertaining us musically. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's just worth a pause and reflect. Okay, worth a pause and reflect. And what if at the end of that message, it's, yeah, let's keep going. Well, you know, that, that seems to be what it is. I feel like we've paused and reflected <laughs> on this. We've been reflecting, you know what I'm by saying? the way. And I just think we should like, do it again. It seems like the conclusion is, fuck it. This um, sells, people are entertained by it, and people continue to consume it. And maybe it's on um, a continuum. It, like I think when little black girls are so subjected to sexual violence, to over-hyper-sexualize them in ways that that is don't the message. take into account sexual violence um right again i feel like there's so much context to why i want to pause and reflect okay on so it. that's what you're getting at like let's not beat around the bush here word you just raised my eyebrow with sexual violence like word. that's the point here word is sexual violence cannot be ignored right we can't pretend it away right if we've learned anything right at all even from our recent times. Right. Particularly from our recent times. Right. That we should not be ignoring the specter of sexual violence. Exactly. And the consequences of it. Exactly. And not be promoting. Uh, while we're promoting hypersexuality. Exactly. That's a fair point. Word. My pause is around like any seeing any one video and attaching that argument to the artist. Because your like, point, again, because because it is so much bigger than if any it was one just one one video, I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, it's every fucking video. No, that it's I true, see. and I've heard the argument made this summer. From, and again, from our, from our friends, from other friends, that it's enough twerking. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I remember you know back in college, I couldn't understand why. What was that show on BET that only showed like? Um, the most outrageously sexually, um, like it was like an X-rated video show. Not X, but explicit. Yeah, no. absolutely. You don't remember, don't remember this remember shit? It, no. it lasted for years, and <laughs> it came on every night. And I couldn't believe that it wasn't enough during a day. Mm. That there needed to be a show at night just dedicated to it. <laughs> just, just like, like the X-rated show. So yeah, I feel like in in just peeping how obsessed we have been with hypersexualizing black women, 
and to see what looks like the effect of it, which is such a lack of respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like we were teeming with respect before. You yeah, know which what I'm is saying? danger, which is which is a, which uh, is why exactly like I find it dangerous, a persistent danger. And I feel like when we're promoting it and encouraging it ourselves in our own yeah. community. I feel like, again, we might not even know how we're doing it. We might not even know why we're doing it. That's mm-hmm. why I think we well, just need to pause sometimes. Yeah, and let me just say as a, like a concluding thought, because we're wrapping up. wrapping up, but I think it's what's really sh- jumps out at me about this is the it needs to go hand in hand. We can't ignore sexual, like the the threat is too great and too ubiquitous and everywhere for us to not uh, connect hypersexuality with sexual with the constant threat of sexual violence that we live that is exactly my point well then yeah you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) we did it oh god oh you guys (laughs) oh here again back again oh with more we leave you with sexual violence. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping up. Don't forget. Never forget. Oh, There's I think so we, many never forgets out there. I think we um, definitely, did we give them a flip side? <laughs> <laughs> the flip side part? is by Normani's album. No. Oh, um, shit. The flip side is, yeah, f- you know, find your joy. Word. Don't, you know, negate joy. Like it, it's more complicated than that. Like mm-hmm. that's why I want to look at it and not assume that it's just dangerous. Right. Because my child, my childhood, my my adolescence, and my adulthood, my young adulthood, view on the objectification of women in popular culture was fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. And then it seems like this thing was happening where women were starting to become in charge of this thing that they couldn't escape. Right? What What made you think they were in charge of it? Because uh, you have these empowered images of it, of, of, of women who run their own business okay. and choose to enjoy their bodies Word. as part of it. Word. And that has opened me up to just allowing for it mm-hmm. and not wanting to just prejudge it as, especially because like just accepting this thing that is you, is like is growing of, hypersexualization and being able to appreciate it to some extent so that I can move forward mm-hmm. you know I, I just I don't want to villainize the thing that most people are doing I mean to enjoy themselves I don't think it's villainous within itself at all as a black person who moves my body in ways that this society would just sexualize where it might not even be sexual it's just because it's on a black body yeah I am very conscious um, that it is not my intention to um, criminalize our natural beauty, which sometimes is sexual. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't think that that's wrong within itself. Yeah, and our natural expression of exactly. life. Exactly, and I think we should have every right to do it. My issue, again, is in the context that it's given in if it is an overpowering message that's being sent about how to be validated when there aren't yeah, other Yeah, and what examples. matters? Like, what do exactly. you hold up as the 
the moral of the story. Exactly. Is the moral of the story, it's all about that fat ass? Exactly. I'm just concerned about the narrative. And I'm also concerned about the people who are subjected to feeling like um, that is the only way to entertain. Yeah. So... I think um Yeah, and growing beyond these tired ass tropes and narratives. Right, exactly. To, so that we're not just constantly exhausted as grown adults by what's available. Right. Like once you grow up and become us, right. I'm just so tired and bored all the time. I mean, I feel like it's kinda how I felt like with Tyler Perry for a while. Um, where, you know, I would absolutely watch a Tyler Perry show when it was on because black people were on TV and I was so happy to just see black people on TV. But did I want another slew of representation out there? Yes, I did. So I feel like my issue wasn't that I just hated Tyler Perry. (laughs) Um, I was just very upset that at one point it seemed like he was the only person on TV or the only producer on TV that was bringing us black people. And the way he represents black people doesn't show the holisticness of black people. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was dangerous to just be showing this one perspective about black people. Mm -hmm. And so that's my same issue with this sexualization. I feel like I just need more to be represented out here. No disrespect to the people who are owning you know, doing whatever the sexy thing. Winning at the sexy thing. It's it's recognizing the lack of otherness. Exactly. And that's what I need more of. If it was, if we didn't have this worry that nothing else was out there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) based on the fact that nothing else is out there, or nothing else is winning big screen time, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't, it really truly would, all feel different the, con- exactly. the context really matters exactly. in terms of the meaning hell yeah the context matters and in this context ass reigns supreme as it has for a while pussy gonna sell <laughs> pussy gonna sell with cotton and corn won't oh man but i do feel like um that was feel more slim oh i know <laughs> i'm sad that i know that I'm sad that I know that. That's but, for the audience. Um, I'm not mad at it at all. Um, but I think that's actually a very poignant reference. I feel like pimp culture has infiltrated black culture on a level where pimp culture has existed for a very long time. Yeah, pimp culture is a but it very deep and long parable. But it wasn't analogy. everybody. But it wasn't everybody. Now everybody's a pimp. Now everybody's a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like, yeah, let's pause on that and reflect. Mm. Can we just take a second? Is all I'm asking. That's it. You a pimp. (laughs) Is you a pimp? Oh, Lord. We going to be all right, though. We going to be all right. <laughs> we didn't even get to the the like. There's so many things to I get know, to. Always and every day. Always. I and love that you try to get this into a half an hour. We already on 45. <laughs> damn. All right. Ah, All right. This is gonna be B side. There we go. I already know where I'm cutting you off. All right. All right. That makes me feel good. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. 
we did it mm-hmm. i'm ready to wrap up i'm ready we did a lot i feel like there's so much more i feel like that that's the good part though that's when just the cream on top mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like when you know you eat somebody else chips <laughs> you know what i'm saying you always just want like you know what i'm saying always want more just it's uh, more delicious it is your bag of chips ain't never taste like other people's chips i love my own chips actually and i don't like to share them Oh, I just remember having a chip out of somebody's bag. And <laughs> I, oh, yes. I want my own bag because yes. I want that. And, it yeah. was, it was and I'm only going to give you one chip. Right. <laughs> remember coughing into the bag? No. Mm, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. That's when you don't want to share. That's when you don't want to share. Oh, no. I could never be that uh, blatant about it. Yeah. People coughed into their bags. <laughs> we yeah. touched on a lot. We did. We, we did. We got to a lot. I mean, there's always more because, you know, the world is ending unless we save it. <laughs> so there's a lot to unpack. Well, um, I will just say this was a pleasure. And I thank you. It was a pleasure for me as well. And I know you'll be back. Please let me be back. You better be back. Please let me be back. Because we just touched the surface. Just talk so much more. Jesus. Kaka. To change the world. Mm. Thank you for being here, Tavy. Thank you for having me, Corinne. Thank you for listening, y'all. Yeah, thank you, people. This has been People Have Color. I hope you opened your own mind and heart to what we had to say a little bit, maybe something, something. Uh, yeah. And we'll holler at us with L- your thoughts. Love to everybody. Uh, which we will feature on an episode. Mm. If, you have, if you have something to say, this is about back and forth, so... How do we hit you up? Share your thoughts. You can email me at peoplehavecolor at gmail.com. Right. Check out the website, peoplehavecolor.com. Leave a comment or mm. send an email. I dig it. You got this together. We're talking. Yeah. This is a conversation. Ongoing. About the future. Ongoing. Ongoing. Yep. To be continued. There we go. To the future. Girl. And beyond. You got me. Damn. We trying to wrap up. <laughs> we didn't even talk about Queen and Slam. I know.